With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joseph Boulet and Byron Godfrey and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by 10,000 for some shorts, for some tops, athletic wear. Go to www.10,000.cc. Use the code Maximus20 for a discount. Also, is it Maximus20 for 10,000 or Maximus15? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> try Maximus. Try Maximus 15. Try Maximus try, 20. Try 50. See what happens. Try see what 50, they give you. See what <laughs> maybe 100. Maybe you'll get some free shit. And, and, the, and the guys at 10,000 are going, no! <laughs> you could also go to Lalo.com. That one I know it is. Maximus 50. You can get 50% off on some shoes. Uh, and, and away you go. So Lalo.com to the Maximus shoe. How, how, how are you coping, Byron, in Houston? I heard it's like an outbreak down there. Uh, hey, man, we are uh, still alive. You know what I mean? We're walking around in uh, plastic suits and shit like that. <laughs> the dystopian future of Houston. Yeah, that's how it is. And man. of tomorrow. Well, good yep. good news, Byron. So our uh, our friend uh, Mark Manga had uh, had gotten his gym shut down over in Miami, but he really? he started a little social media campaign and ended up on the phone with the mayor. And the mayor is now allowing gyms to stay open as long as they wear masks when they're indoors. Really? Yeah. He announced wow. that uh, this. Well, I well, saw uh, it this morning on his Instagram. So yeah, so gyms are allowed to be open, but if you are in the gym, you have to have a mask on at all times. Outdoor classes. That sounds about like us. Yeah, well, that's about where we are here. So if they do, if they do end up saying shut the gym down, you now have precedent, and you can say, well, you know who's worse than we are is Florida, and they're allowing gyms to stay open because they're keeping people fit and healthy. So there you go. I wonder though, Joe, how's that going to affect the membership? Because I'll tell you, I love the gym, but I wouldn't go if I had to wear a mask. But I mean, because they're in Miami, most of the stuff they do is outdoors anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. they have that space. So I don't think it's as big a deal for them as it would be for someone like here in Minneapolis in the middle of January. Yeah. But you want to work out outside, like <laughs> have fun. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against wearing a mask, but working mm-hmm. out, I'd rather work out in my backyard, no gear. Well, and I think that's true of a lot of people. To to gym. And, and I think even, you know, despite that, only some people are going to feel comfortable enough to want to come back. You know, like yeah. a lot of people are going to do exactly that. They're going to say, you know, what, I'll just work out from home. And so, you know, hopefully they're also offering a lot of online options and, you know, online classes and, and access to coaching and stuff like that. Because I think you'd be foolish not to. But that's what we're offering. That's what we're offering right now is just, you know, you don't want to come in. You don't, you don't feel, you know, comfortable with it. It's no problem. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we just, we just send you workouts. We actually uh, rent out kettlebells and dumbbells and bands. And then we program accordingly. 
for each individual. So that's helping us. How's your How's your membership doing, Byron? Have you had a lot of attrition? Uh, we have had some, not a huge amount, but yeah, we've we've had some, and, and it's and it's understandable uh, yeah. why it's happened. But um, you know, we're, we're we're better than most. I will say that. Uh, so with that being said, man, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not pushing the panic button just yet. Um, but you know, it, it gets kind of scary. Has has anybody at your gym come come down with COVID nineteen? They have come down with it, but not from us. Thank God, they've yeah. gotten it from. And I don't want to use the word being irresponsible, but you know, just hanging out, being around people who uh, who haven't been, you know, living 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 the 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 fly by your by the seat of your pants kind of yeah, life, you know, fly by night. Unfortunately, unfortunately, man, we have a lot of people down here, man, who believe that you know, you're infringing upon their civil liberties when you force them to wear a mask and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, get the... Okay, I get it. All right, you, you want to... You're, you're, you're anti the machine. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you're not in this world by yourself. No, no. You know, um, well, that's so the thing. I'm, like, I'm pretty, I, I, I hear sure. that argument, you know, like, oh, 99% of the people, blah, 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 blah. Like, listen, guys, I'm not worried about me getting sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not worried about Byron getting sick. Byron's a big, tough dude. I'm pretty sure he'll pull through. I'm worried about, like, my father-in-law getting sick, who's not going right. to You know, I'm worried about so my father, who's, whose health isn't the greatest. Like, do me a favor and don't bring that shit into my life. Thank you. I got a, I got a, I got a mother who's almost 70 years old, who's a diabetic. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if I let you walk in there and get her sick, because then it becomes yeah. personal, and then I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Well, then, we're, we're but then, see, and then Bobby and I got to get on a plane and we got to come down to Houston and we got to start handing out me life out. lessons. Yeah. It's, you know it's, what I mean? it's just bail me scene. out because I'm, I'm, I'm hurting somebody. <laughs> bail you up. We're going to bust you out. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a cake with a hacksaw blade in it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, the, man, and it, go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, though, the whole thing with civil liberties, I'll give you an example. I went to Smith's grocery store on the weekend. I walked up, they said they require a mask. I forgot mine, run back to the truck, grab a mask, and I went in. If I am that dead set against wearing a mask, I didn't need to go to the Smiths. They've got online delivery. Yeah. I can get stuff sent to my house. I can go to another grocery store that maybe doesn't demand that. I don't understand why people think that their civil liberties are that under fire for a private business that they don't need to go well, to. In the, the, the big place. thing here, Bobby, is, is you're not an asshole. Right. You know, like you actually have a concept that your behavior might affect other people in ways that you can't understand. And so you're like, you know what, I'll wear a damn mask. Even, even if, and this was kind of my thing from the beginning, when people started wearing masks, I was like, I don't know that like it's going to make that much of a difference. I don't know that it's going to protect me. And, and I know I'm not like unnecessarily exposing myself. So I can't even tell you if it's going to protect other people, but I will tell you if it makes people just feel a little bit more at ease, like that's enough for me. Yeah. You know, like that's enough. And yeah. if it does, but, if it does prevent the disease, well then cool. Great. But Joe, it's, it's, it's even at that, like the, the, the asshole thing, Costco can be an asshole to me, however they want. So exactly. if I show up, if I show up without a mask, they don't have to let me in my store, mm-hmm. in the store. Yeah. At the same time, if I show up without the Costco membership card, they don't have to let me in the store. If I drive up in a white GMC truck and they say, 
I'm sorry, we don't like white GMC trucks. You can go elsewhere. Costco has that right 100%. They're a private business. Well, that's the thing about that's the thing about First Amendment rights is we all have them. Even corporations have them, you know, so like your your rights can't infringe on other people's rights either. So that door we set it before that door has to swing both ways. It has. to. So it's like to me, it's it's nothing different. Take the mask and COVID and all the political stuff out of it. It's Costco's right Mm -hmm. to ask me to do whatever they want to shop there. And if I don't like it. There are plenty of other stores. I can go to Sam's Club. I can go to I can go to Smith's. I can go to Kroger. Mm-hmm. I got options. Yeah, yeah. The strongest form of free speech is where you put your money. Right. You know? Oh man, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know where absolutely. you put your money is where you put your voice. So put your money where somebody's not requiring that of you, and and your voice will will have been heard. Absolutely. And you don't, and you don't end up on Twitter. (laughs) Yo, I mean, we had, I literally have someone in our gym, man, who, who lost their shit because they couldn't get into a, into a grocery store and like recorded it, filmed it and put that shit on social media. And I'm like, you look like an idiot. (laughs) Like, you look like you don't know (laughs) what the hell is happening. Like, no one's infringing upon your rights. Like, you can't just walk around and do what the hell you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, uh, I, I do want to know, there seems to be this thing now among the, the white community that they're weaponizing. I feel threatened. And I saw a video oh, yesterday yeah. of a dude at Costco with his red shirt yelling at an elderly man. I feel threatened. Well, he clenched his fists and walked towards the elderly man. I just want to know, Joe, why don't people do this to me? <laughs> I, just, I just really want to be a part of this. Why don't people jump into the gorilla cage and say, I feel threatened, and then go charge at a gorilla? Here's the thing, though, Rob. What a lot of people weren't paying attention to is that guy had a gun on him. And, and the first thing you yell out is, I feel threatened, so that you can justify shooting someone if you do. Mm-hmm. Right? So well, that's, that's, it's, that's the, it's an old hunting trick of yelling, they're coming yeah. right for me, and then you can shoot whatever you want, and it's not poaching. Yep. It was self-defense. Yep. Exactly. And that's what that was about. That wasn't, that was, he thought he was, uh, or I can say he thought, but he was, he was being clever. Um, thank you. He was being clever with the, I feel threatened, mm-hmm. because if you pay attention, he had a gun on him. You know, and then that way, if he shoots whoever it was he was talking to, he can sit here and make that argument that, hey, it was self-defense. Well, I, um, I think people are starting to realize, though, like that that can only get you so far. Like your behavior of, of waving a gun around. Talk to that, that family in uh, Missouri, that guy and that gal that were standing out in the yard while the protesters were walking by. Like they're yeah. the ones who were escalating the situation. They were exactly. the ones who were making threats. You know, exactly. their, their misunderstanding of the situation, which, okay, whatever. I, mm-hmm. I get it. You, you, a bunch of people walking through a neighborhood that are way out of place. Like, yeah, okay. You, maybe you do feel threatened, but that's not the right response. You know, the right response is not to go out there and nonchalantly wave a handgun in people's face. That's escalating. And now you're bringing that heat into the situation and you should be held responsible for it. So this, this guy saying, I feel threatened is actually threatening people with the phrase, I feel threatened. That doesn't exonerate him, whether he does feel threatened or not. 
he brings the heat to that situation. And if that old man happened to be carrying a gun and he pulled out a gun and shot him, people would say, yeah, that dude was coming right at him. It's insane. Especially while you're walking towards someone. But that's, but that's why I, I, I like seeing this, that couple from uh, St. Louis eating crow on social media because that is bullshit behavior. That is 100% bullshit behavior, and you can't hide behind that anymore. Well, the NRA says I can have a gun. Nobody cares. You can have all the guns you want. Just keep them in your house, and don't be waving them in people's faces. You know? Fuck's sake. Well. People, people are getting have to be held accountable. There was another guy yesterday. His name is Michael Louse. He's like some tech CEO. He was in a restaurant, and oh yeah, there were some Asian people there. And he said effing Asians. And then everyone turned on him. Like, what did you say? And he doubled down and went off. So he apologized today. Another one of those fake ass apologies. You're apologizing because you, you got, got caught. caught. Not apologizing because you're actually sorry. All his social media is gone. It's been taken down. Company website's been taking it down. I mean, I I love that people are filming this and going after people. <laughs> and listen, yeah. listen, as, I mean, as we're in a point in, in U.S. history right now where like race relations are huge, like, God damn, you should you should get demolished for picking on Asians. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, there's racial issues have always been huge in this country, though. This isn't nothing new. It's just being exposed a little bit more. We yeah, well, exactly. And, and, and just the yeah. fact that it is exposed and that you know, you have to know. If you're on Twitter, you know what's on people's mind. Yeah. Like, you deserve yeah. everything you get if you bring that, you know, you bring yeah. that stuff out. And, and like Bobby said, you, you end up doubling down on it. Because, like, oh, <laughs> shit, here we go. Like, I guess you lost your company. I mean, that's that's... That's what's going to happen. So, so what I'm really interested in, though, in the same kind of vein here, is Deshaun Jackson made some anti-Semitic remarks on his Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah, he's got I did some not. What did he say? What did he say? I, I, I saw it, but I didn't say. I'm, I'm going to Google it so I get it right. Right. Because I'm for it. Hold I'm on. If he says some stupid shit, get him. Get his ass. Well, so, so it's supposedly misattributed to like who Adolf Hitler. Like, come on, dude. Think. <laughs> but it was actually a, that uh, Farrakhan dude who's just as bad, in my opinion. But holy crap! But and my question on this is like, can he plead ignorance? Can he plead? Well, I didn't really understand the context of what I was posting. Like I was trying to put it into in a different context or what have you. I am. I am. I don't make excuses for people in 2020 because we live in the, we live in the land of uh, an era of information. Mm-hmm. Right? It's easy to find out. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm not making uh, excuses for anybody. You fuck up. You fuck up. And uh, if, you, if if you don't know what the hell you're saying, research, research before you speak. Um. And I'm not. I'm not saying I'm the smartest person in the world, but I think I'm good enough uh, to know when to shut the fuck up or ask somebody when I don't know. You know. So I'm interested to see what the son uh, Jackson said. I'm trying to see if I can even find it now. They're hiding it all over. So I'm. I'm looking here, and he posted an Instagram story to his 1.4 million followers, showing the image of a book containing quotes. 
that said the white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel. So he took, he took a lot of heat for this. Now, Byron, here's, here's, here's what I'm getting at. And I don't know if you guys remember, but the Eagles organization came out and said, we've spoken to Deshaun Jackson about his social media posts, regardless of his intentions, the messages he shared were offensive, harmful, and absolutely appalling. They have no place in our society. We do not condone or support it in any way. We're disappointed. We reiterated to Deshaun the importance of not only apologizing, but using his platform to take action to promote unity, equality, and respect. We are continuing to evaluate the circumstances and will take appropriate action. We take these matters very seriously and are committed to continuing to have productive and meaningful conversations with Deshaun as well as our players and staff in order to educate, learn, and grow. So it seems to me they're considering what action they're going to take. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. When you represent a company, like we said with anybody else, they can more or less tell you what to, you know, what, what you can say if, if it affects their company and the organization. And in this case, they feel like whatever he said, um, you know, went against what they believe. So, so – Question for you guys. What, what color is Deshaun Jackson? He's a black man. Now, a few years ago, Riley Cooper got in trouble for a similar thing. Uh, Riley Cooper actually used the N-word. Yep, he did. <laughs> now. That's not, that's, when, that's not the same as saying you believe now, the Jews are black. Okay. Now, when that happened, Byron, Philadelphia Eagles said, Riley is very sorry. We're going to seek outward counsel and we're going to sit right. down with him and try to educate him and help him. Right. So the precedent, the precedent has been set. Mm-hmm. How bad does it look if they suspend Deshaun Jackson? Oh, it's, it's a bad look on the organization. If I'm Deshaun, I would use that as a reference point. You know, um, do you know what I'm saying though? Him. Like, like if Deshaun, if they try to suspend him or find him, or punish him or make an example of them. Cannot he then just point to Riley Cooper and said, what's the difference between what I did and what Riley Cooper did? I would definitely use that as a reference point. But I, again, I don't think Deshaun Jackson did not say, use a disparaging term towards Jews. You know what I mean? He just said, hey, they should know that the original Jews were black. <laughs> whether, you believe, whether you believe that or not, that's not the same as calling a black person a nigga. No, no. And, and, and I think like he was, this is my assumption on, on why he would post this, but it, it seems to fit for me is that he was hearing it from the black perspective and not reading it from the anti-Semite perspective that it was originally in. And so it's very easy for anybody who recognizes the source to switch the context of what he was saying and the message just got lost. So it, even if he understood and he was just trying to use those words in a, in a different meaning, like he just, he just missed, he missed. Yeah. Now we don't know the conversations that are happening, you know, in the back room when they pull him aside and they're like, do you understand like why the reaction went this way? And he says, yeah, like I, I, I screwed up, you know, how can I make this better? And they're like, well, we have to make appearances. You know, we want to suspend you for one game for this. And then it goes away and we'll say, yes, we've reeducated, yada, yada, yada. He may just say, fair enough. That's an easy fix. 
I don't know that he's in a position where he's going to want to like fight him a whole lot on this because it's just going to make it look worse. And then they're going to have to do more. You know what I mean? Well, like, like, if you, like, if you get out of it, it like if they're going to like give him a bone here, you know, and say, let's just, let's make it work. I mean, maybe, maybe something different happens, but we don't know what that conversation looks like behind the scenes. So it's, it's hard to speculate. You know, the Riley Cooper situation is the precedent that the, the Eagles have set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> for them to sit here and say, hey, we're going to suspend you for this, um, it, it makes their organization look better. Yeah, but and, and I don't, again, I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, what the conversation is. Again, it, it's, it's happening between them and him. And, and I'm sure it's on their mind of like, well, let's look back at similar situations. What can we remember in recent history? It's probably forefront on their mind, you know, and saying, well, well we, we have, we, we have they... a precedent on how to deal with this. So, but again, you know, he, I don't know what that conversation looks like between them. I don't know the real nature of the relationship between those two parties and, and how they're, they're going to react. You know what I mean? So it, it's, right. I don't think we can expect that precedence would be followed. It makes sense that it would. I wouldn't expect that it wouldn't be per se, but again, we just don't know that conversation. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And, you know, if, if he comes out and, and, and he seems satisfied with the result, like fair, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he comes out of there and he's spitting and hissing and saying, this is unreal and blah, 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 blah. Well, now the whole situation is just going to explode and it's going to look even worse for the Eagles. So I think, I guess what I'm trying right. to say, I think they're in a position where they're going to want to try to do this in a way that's, that's fair and equitable and puts it to rest as opposed to keeping that firecracker exploding. Yeah. He's the kind of person that will let that shit explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, they, they got to know that out. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but these are the personalities you're dealing with. Like, I mean, realistically, uh, professional sports is a talent industry. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're hiring people for a skill set that they have their talent, just like Hollywood. You know, if you want Tom Cruise to be in one of your films, like you got to put up with Tom Cruise's bullshit, whether you like it or not, you know? And, and once that money's invested and once the contracts are signed, like, you bought your ticket. You got on the ride. Like you got to ride it until the Oscars. You know what I mean? And so they, they know, they know what they're dealing with. And, and again, they, they've got to follow. And I don't want to sound like I'm backtracking here, but like they do have to follow their own precedent because that's the kind of thing they're dealing with. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying Byron, they can say, hey, we're taking this stuff more seriously now, and that may be true. But the other thing that's also true is if they let a white guy off easy and they punish Deshaun Jackson, I'm just saying the optics of that look, it's gonna look bad. so bad. Yeah, it's going to look very bad. It's going to look very bad. Even, even if it is, like both things can be true at once, but even if it is, we've made mistakes dealing with the stuff in the past and we're going to start cracking down now. You can't do that. Like the precedent has been set. It looks horrible. Yeah. Well, and again, I'm giving, I'm giving the organization the the benefit of the doubt of saying somebody in there is smart enough to recognize that if they, if they treat him (laughs) differently in any way, shape or form, he is going to pop. You know what I mean? Like they have to be that smart, but it's also 2020 and I have learned that any faith I have in people being intelligent in this country right now is ill-founded. So, Joe, with uh, with great interest, Joe, <laughs> drama. I want, 
I want to end this podcast with a great ray of hope that is now shining down upon us. You know, Byron, I remember the first time I went to your gym. And I remember the playlist very, very, very distinctly. Do you? There, there was a lot of Jay-Z. There was a lot of Beanie Siegel. There was some Slum Village. You like Slum Village? Of course, definitely. There was a lot of Kanye. And <laughs> Kanye has renounced Trump. Oh, He's got rid of his mega hat. He no longer supports him. He has struggled with the coronavirus, and he is coming to save us all in November 2020. Are you, I mean, did you wear your Yeezys today in support of that man? First of all, I don't own Yeezys. Probably never will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Second of all, uh, oh man, listen, there's something in me that just makes me want to believe that Kanye is smarter than all of us because we're sitting here talking about this guy and I don't believe he believes half of the shit he's doing. No. You know what I mean? I think he, I think Kanye is extremely intelligent and, and these, these are like these moves, man, that he's, that he's making, man, they're, they're, uh, they're playing. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not, he's, he's, Kanye is smart, man. Kanye is very smart. Uh, okay, so By- Byron, that, that said, I want to uh, read you a quote from Kanye first, <laughs> and we're going to debate <laughs> something. There's no debating. Go ahead. The Kanye, the, the Kanye quote I'm going to pull for you is, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 Come years, on, man. that sounds Come like a on. choice. <laughs> so, listen, Come on, man. My, my question is, Byron, this is this is for you because you do have a great love of Kanye. Who oh, would you Come prefer on. in office for the next term? Kanye or Donald? Okay, I gotta go back. First of all, I have a great love of Kanye's music. Okay? Okay. Let's clarify. That's his music. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and and I love the old Kanye. That's, that's what I want to keep that out there. I love the old Kanye. The old Kanye. Second of all, oh, man. Oh. Can I, can I uh, pass that on that question? <laughs> no, I got to know. You got to pick one. You got to ride with one. It is Kanye versus Donald. You're, you're going down to the, to the polls. You're going to vote. You got to put an X in one of the boxes. Who's, who's oh. it going to be? Oh, my God. I'm going with Kanye. Fuck it. Like, that's how bad it is. I gotta go with Kanye, dog. That's how bad it is right now for me. I gotta go with Kanye. Oh my god! A terrible decision for a human being to have to make. That's you know it. what I mean? Oh. Hey, do you want to go and die by being eaten by a shark or a lion? <laughs> uh, a shark or a lion? Which one is it? Because either way, I mean, come on. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going with Kanye. Byron, do I I need to Google for you crazy shit Kanye has done? I guarantee you it's not as crazy as the (laughs) shit our current president has said. It can't be much worse. Are you serious? Did you just say that? 
It can't be much hey, worse than Bobby, what's being said by the guy now. But give Kanye a chance. I bet he could outdo Trump and crazy. Give him a chance. <laughs> uh, Wait, what's going to happen when oh, he man. walks onto the floor at the UN? Huh? What's going to happen when WHO starts calling about another hey, pandemic? Man. And he's oh, like a man. pan what? <laughs> Kanye is intelligent, man. I'm telling you. I can see his cabinet right now, though. If As long as he has... Uh, you know, Jay Z on his count his panel. Maybe some, maybe some people from Chicago like Common. You know, he keeps the right people on there. I think we'd be all right. Hey, I saw him take a picture with Elon Musk. Man, maybe Elon Musk could be part of his uh his cabinet. <laughs> oh, we're in, we're we're we're, know, we're, Byron, we're up shit creek now, man. Byron, I'm I'm actually. I'm actually reading about some stuff Kanye said here right now, but I, I want him to choose Taylor Swift as his running mate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm out of here, guys. Oh. I'm, I'm going to find a new country to live in. I am so done with this. Hey, Bobby and I were talking last night, man. We're moving to Canada. Let's just go, Joe. Oh, man, the further north, the better. Get me the hell away from this all. I'll find a nice cat. Here's here's it. Here's a great tweet from Kanye. It's one of Kanye's all-time greatest tweets. has to be, I have to dress Kim every day so she doesn't embarrass me. There's another one where he says he's he's God's vessel. That's another one. But have you ever have you ever thought about the fact that Kim Kardashian will be our first lady? Like, really? Now with I mean, shit. We're talking about Melania Trump being a, a so-called model. Can you imagine the stories we have out of our first lady and her uh, own video? Okay, so <laughs> so. So, so Byron and Joe, I, I need to be impartial on the podcast and it sounds like we're picking on, on Trump. It sounds, it sounds like we're picking on Kanye, but the other option is Joe Biden. Is he any better than either of them? Joe Beasy. Listen, we're in trouble, man. <laughs> now, now let me, let me remind you, Byron. That if oh, you man. can fill in the blank here, but if you don't, if you don't vote for that man, I ain't black. I'm not black. You know, I ain't black, man. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, question, question for you. What do you think Obama's first thought that ran through his mind was when he got that phone call about what Joe Biden said in an interview? <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker here. That's probably what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably exactly what he said. This motherfucker here. Hey, babe, 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 come here. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. You know, oh, my God. Uh, I, see, I just, I'm, I'm, I I'm just, hearing it in Obama's voice. I'm trying to see if I can Michelle, do it justice. And Michelle is talking about, that's your boy. You picked him, remember? <laughs> I told you not to pick him. <coughs> but no, oh my god, I'm laughing so hard because he <laughs> he had just publicly endorsed him like a week before, and then there was that interview, and he says that, and I just picture 
Obama looking at his phone when that text message came in like, hey, 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 Barack, maybe you should check out Joe's latest interview. Oh, my God. Uh, why why uh, are we picking amongst a bunch of clown shoes? Is there nobody in this country that can just stand up and not not be a joke? Is that so much to ask? It's like I'm going to vote for the guy who, who I think is the, le- no. the least of a joke this time around. It's a bad scene. Oh, I man, feel we're like, in trouble, dog. We're in trouble, man. You know, we're Byron, not, we're in trouble. I would tell you we're not in as much trouble as anyone in G-Max's phone. Who? <laughs> Giselle Maxwell. <laughs> is that her name, Joe? <laughs> is, that, is that her name? Uh-huh. That's the one. Uh, so you know the story? Yeah. If your what name I, is what did I send you? I, I, I sent you that picture. That was Hillary Clinton calling the suicide hotline. Yeah, I'd like to place an order. <laughs> So my my question is, you guys, you guys, it is, uh, boy, Byron, you can't, you can't make this up. So Giselle Maxwell is, is, was Jeffrey Epstein's, for lack of a better term, pimp, right-hand person. Yeah. Uh, uh, Basically, okay, so she's getting put in the same jail that Jeffrey Epstein was put in. So it's July 8th. I need you guys to pick a day between July 8th and July 30th. When does she kill herself? <laughs> when, does, when does she get killed herself? <laughs> when does she suicided? Oh, oh boy. I'm thinking she'll make it through the summer. I'm thinking she'll make it through the summer. You know? Uh, you, you, know, you can't. It can't. Had a good it can't happen the same way. <laughs> what if it does? It can't. You can't kill a person the same way you killed it. No. No. It's gonna be a, no. That's a pattern. But, right. <laughs> but I. What if? What if? Byron, hear me out on this. What if this is the 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 Illuminati or what have you, the Black Hand, whatever ah. they want to call themselves, and. And they do suicide her, and they don't care that we know. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing. Now it's like, yeah, cat's out of the bag. We own all of you, and there's nothing any of you can do about it. Like, holy shit, how have we come this far? So I'm waiting for it to happen because they're going to reveal themselves, and they're going to say, we're not, we don't need so to hide anymore. We're so powerful. We have so much money and so much power right now that none of y'all can do anything about it. Trump's president. In fact, now Trump is your king. <laughs> because that's what we want. And you're all just going to go back to work and get this disease anyway. Like that's the future there's, for us. There's two things here, Joe. Number one, I was reading an article the other day. Do, they, do you really believe she was just hiding out in New Hampshire all the time, all this time, and nobody knew where she was? She's been working with the FBI, number mm-hmm. one. But the other thing is she has all the videotapes. So if I was her, I would, I mean, if I was in her position, my good friends, Byron, good friend, Joe, my good friend, Will, I'd have a list of people that you guys don't even know we would get copies of these videotapes. And I would instruct them that upon my death, these get sent to every media outlet in the world. She's got them. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So, you know, my, my question is whose name is coming out in that report 
Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to guess. A lot of people. Nobody. Because she ain't going to be around long enough. They are hunting down those tapes right now. They are (laughs) finding a way. They are. All those billions of dollars are getting put to work right now. Wow. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. I'm speechless because... If there's anybody in power, which we know there are, there are plenty of people. Have y'all seen the documentary, first of all? The Epstein thing? Right, there's, a, there's a lot of people. There are a lot of people in that man's phone. Exactly. My point is, that shit ain't getting out. <laughs> that shit ain't getting out. <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. My black ass got a better chance of being president before that shit get out. <laughs> I, on that note, why don't why don't you run? Nah, mm-mm. nope, not me. You could be you could be Kanye's VP. <laughs> why are you trying to bleep, like link me and Kanye? Because <laughs> if we've time, learned anything, if we've learned anything from our current president, you just keep saying stuff enough times, it becomes true. We know this, the f- Byron. The first time I went to your gym. It was like, it was, uh, the, the, the Spotify playlist was an ode to Kanye. That is not true. That is not true. I'm from the South. If anything, it was an ode to, to UGK or somebody like that. I, 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 you don't remember the talk? I was actually surprised you were, yeah. I, I said, Byron, I, I wanted to impress you with my knowledge of rap. And I said, Byron, I'm surprised you're not listening to Third Coast. And you looked at me and you said, what you know about Third Coast? And then you said, we listen to Kanye here. So, oh, okay. man, the hell out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> that don't even sound real, man. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, all I know is if I was listening to Kanye, it was probably the track with Paul Wall, Drive Slow. See? Because <laughs> we had, I, know. I'm just, I'm just saying, Byron. So I was. I thought you'd be excited about him running. Maybe he'd get your vote. No, I'm cool on that. Dang, we stuck with either. Oh, we stuck with Biden. Yeah, yeah. We stuck with Biden. Like, what other choices do we have? I don't think we have one. Well, I see. Here's the thing. Now, one of the reasons people are hesitant to support Biden is his age. Uh, maybe he's frail mentally. I don't know who he picks as a VP. I think is a really, it's going to be an interesting Mm -hmm. dynamic because if you want if like, if you want the first black female president, this is probably how you get it. Yeah. Or just some female president period. But you know, because, because, because he's so old, you can only see him running once. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, unless, unless he had like like a just a historically epic presidency after four years, like holy cow! There, yeah, he's yeah. kind of got to be a one and done. He's a he's a yeah. transitionary president. Yep, yep. He's a he's a he's a go between. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! We are in trouble. Church. We are in trouble. Is there boys. any chance Michelle? Is there any chance Michelle runs with him? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I no. think Michelle is enjoying her life. Uh, it benefits her better to, uh, Look, Bill Clinton said something one time that just kind of stuck in my mind. 
is that he felt more effective as an ex-president than as a president. He said, because there were all these things he wanted to do when he took office, all these ideas that he had, things he wanted to do, programs he wanted to start, and he could never get to them because being the president is constantly putting out fires. You've got all this stuff coming to your desk. You're getting these reports all the time, and it's just priorities. And so you're dealing with national security issues on the top, economic issues immediately below that, what's going on in Congress right below that, and all your plans and hopes and dreams that you thought you were going to accomplish when you were running are just buried. And at the end of like your second term, you're like, holy crap, I literally got nothing done. And all I did was work for eight straight years. Now, as an ex-president, you've got all these connections, all these resources, and no demands on your time. You decide if you want to give a speech. You decide where you want to spend your time and money. And so he said being an ex-president was better. Jimmy Carter's the same way. He's achieved more as an ex-president than he ever did as a president. You know what I mean? And, and typically, yeah. Democratic presidents are like that. They're very active in their ex-presidency versus Republican presidents who tend to do whatever they need to to help their party. But you don't see them out as much like being involved in social causes. I mean, George W. Bush, for example. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't even know. It, it's not what you achieve in those four years. It's like it's what you do after that. I think that's Aaron, I, I have a plan to help us out. The term of office for both the vice president and the president is four years. Additionally, neither the Constitution's eligibility provisions nor the 22nd Amendment's presidential term limit explicitly disqualify a twice elected president from serving as vice president. Mm -hmm. So can't we just have Michelle run and Obama be her running mate? I mean, you could, but... Why would why would the husband and the wife be in office together? Like, ain't hell no. Well, I, I think hell about no. it from like a family dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if your family moves into the White House and you spend eight years on on that spotlight on that stage, and then you get to leave it for a while. Would you ever really want to go back to that? You know what I mean? Would you ever actually crave that? I don't know. You know, you look at the before and after pictures, like look at a picture of Obama on inauguration day and look at, him at, at a picture of him the day he walked out of the White House for the last time. You know what I mean? Like that job ages people. There's so much pressure, so much stress. Joe, the only like, thing I heard from Byron's statement was it. He would rather have Kanye or Trump than <laughs> Michelle <Obama. laughs> Which no, what we need, What we need is the Oprah Obama ticket. That's the one that'll get the popular vote. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) They they would put up a fight against a Kanye Taylor Swift ticket. Let's get down to it. (laughs) The question is, Kanye is going to run on the Republican ticket or is it going to be independent? Well, since he's not actually on the ballot anywhere just yet, he's not technically running no matter how much he says he is. Yeah, he's not doing shit. Kanye's gonna be at the house. He's at the house. He ain't doing mm-hmm. shit. He's Iron Oprah, on. Oprah and Barack, or Kanye and Kim. You got to pick one. Man. No, Oprah and Michelle. We got Oprah and Michelle, or Kanye and Kim. Oprah and Michelle, or Kanye and Kim. Is that? Like, did you? Is that like a real question? <laughs> <That's obvious. laughs> what world are you, we living in? What is going you on? You said 
<laughs> you said you would pick Kanye over Barack and Michelle. Oh, no, I would not. <laughs> I might be crazy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> no way in hell would I pick Kanye over Michelle and Barack. No, not happening. I it just it just when I brought up when I brought up Michelle and Barack, you didn't seem you didn't seem excited by it. You didn't yeah, seem you weren't enthused. enthusiastic. You actually kind yeah. of downplayed the idea. Um, I'm, I'm I'm wondering. Just, no, I'm just saying that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Kanye, hey man, Kanye needs to stick to making beats. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the only thing I worry about Kanye is making beats. All right, this has been fun, Byron. I'm glad we know where you stand. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good that we Our talk choices. about politics. Next next week, let's talk all about religion and see how this goes over. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm learning so much about you. That's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> no, so this is a test about me right now, huh? No, it's all, it's I, all been a test about you. Yeah. Don't you read? Yeah, don't you read it. the meeting titles? <laughs> don't you read the meeting titles? Every fucking time. Every time I'm figuring that out. And a lot of it is just you know, you let me know what you think about me in the meeting titles. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm learning. I'm learning. Right, By- Byron, you know, you know what this is like. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a thing to guess. It has to do with your cousin. <laughs> well, why, why is my cousin involved in this, right? Okay, so so I am the Mike Lowry of the podcast. You are the Marcus <laughs> Burnett. <laughs> Hey, if you watch Bad Boys 3, Marcus Burnett <laughs> saved Mike Lowry's ass. You better be glad I'm here, I, I am Lowry. I am, I am, I am <laughs> handsome. I get shit done. I'm charismatic. You are, you are shit. short, chubby. Uh, I'm always making fun of you, you know. Yeah, I'm the one with a head, with a solid head on the shoulders. Is what you're Byron, Byron, can I just hear you say, I'm getting too old for this shit? <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I, I, am, I am the elder on this podcast right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I am the elder. Hey, Byron, how? Okay, one, one more question. I sent you a meme from the color purple of Danny Glover saying, What's wrong with you? Did you read it in that voice? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. How can you not? How can you not? I'm talking about that. I have the same, not just that voice, man. I had the body laying. I'm pointing my finger. I had facial expression and everything going. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. That shit was awesome. You I know, can't Look at you. He won't see I, You know the best? You know, you know what the best part of that whole thing was? Do you know where I got that meme? Where did you get it from? Off Danny Glover's, off Danny Glover's Facebook page. Like oh, he shit. posted that up there. 
This is one of those like, it, you it, guys forget, we're, we're like on like a radio format here. The people who are listening, our audience can't see what you sent them. This is like an inside joke. So maybe explain a little bit about what's going on here. I will, we need to, we'll, we will post the meme. <laughs> when we post, go to our Instagram and we're going to do one of those two slide posts, Joe. There you go. And we will post the meme so you can see what we are talking about. So if you've, if you've listened to this podcast, go back to the Instagram post, you slide right and you will see the meme we are talking about. <laughs> it's a, a pretty damn good meme. Yeah, buddy. Yep. A little extra publicity for our man, Danny Glover. You gotta love that. And if you've, and if you've never seen the color purple, shame on you. <laughs> yes. Just... Just go play out in the street against some eighteen wheelers or some shit. <laughs> You've never seen the color purple. <laughs> Byron, I, I I prefer just tell just tell people to go play some freeze tag on the highway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Go go play go play chicken with an eighteen wheeler. That's what you do. <laughs> All right, yeah. you guys up out. All right. All right, fellas. Y'all be easy. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.